Welcome to the Tate Wheeler Podcast, a podcast about inspiration, perspective, and purpose. Let's do this. A situation, circumstance, or diagnosis does not define you. Your strength, courage, and resilience to overcome does. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today, I have a return guest, my dear friend, someone I call my little sister. She's been on that podcast before, and we made a deal uh, last year at this time. And honestly, when the podcast started, this is year three of the podcast. You were my first ever guest. And then we had another episode when you went into remission, when you uh, beat cancer for the first time. And then the new year last year, you were my first guest. And here you are. 2022, against all odds, many people, including yourself at times, never thought you'd be here. But here we are. Here I am. Here we are. Crystal <laughs> Bauman is back on the podcast. So excited to have you back. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling like it's crazy to be back on the podcast. Because, <laughs> like, well... It feels like it's been a really long time and mm-hmm. not a long time at the same time. Well, I mean, because that's, that's a good point because last winter you were going through that Red Devil period. We, yeah. That was like right as we recorded our last episode together and that that chemo was super, super intense. What, explain that chemo once. That's like the worst of the worst, isn't it? Yeah, they call it um, Red Devil because, well... It's the devil, and, and, and it's red, um, but it's really terrible, and um, basically I feel like I just missed all last winter, and it was really sad because I love winter. I mean, it's super cold outside right now. In, if Wherever you listen, we're in Minnesota. It is cold outside right now, but Crystal loves winter. She loves hockey, and I was thinking about this episode, and I was thinking about a couple things more than cancer or more than a diagnosis. Like so many people, obviously the last three years of your life, 46 rounds of chemo, you once had three months to live. We're here three years later on another episode together. And that's why it does sound crazy almost that we're here right now, you know, thinking about that journey, but crystals more than cancer, but is it hard to differentiate those two things right now with this last world, I guess, up and down roller coaster peaks and valleys of this last three years um yeah I think (laughs) every day I wake up and I don't know like is it going to be like a crystal day or cancer day Mm because because like a cancer day I'm all out of it and I don't even know really I'm just so tired and then a crystal day is like today and I'm like myself I know I walked in today uh to see crystal and I was like you look amazing. Like I just like I, as soon as you walked in, like, there's days where you just have that life, that crystal that I know I love, and I love Cancer Crystal too. But Cancer Crystal needs a lift, right? Yeah. Like like Cancer Crystal needs Tate to come in and like give her a little lift. Yeah. And can you explain the difference too? Because I think what makes you come to life, and I think people listening have have uh, all interacted with people battling. A diagnosis like cancer and I think the biggest thing that you've always told me and that I've always seen it's like you just want to talk yeah. and connect yeah. and t- I mean talk about how important that is um well I just want to talk to people and I just want to talk to people normal and I just want to have a normal conversation and talk about normal things I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about cancer all the time I don't want to like I mean it's I really appreciate when someone's like how are you feeling blah 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 
but like I'm never feeling good so mm-hmm. I mean and I don't want to like lie where was I going with that well I mean it was we were talking about oh yeah so so when people come in like you you come in and talk to me like a real person mm-hmm. and like and you talk to me about your day and like what's going on in your life which I love hearing about what's going on in other people's lives and um that's what makes me come to life well and I think part of it is too it's You've been in this almost like ground. You remember? You ever seen the movie Groundhog's Day? Yeah, but <laughs> okay, it's like Bill Murray, and he, you know, Groundhog's Day. It, he basically repeats the same day over and over and over oh, and over and over again. Well, that's my life. Then. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, we're gonna have to get you. To, it's a great movie, actually. Um, but for anyone that hasn't seen Groundhog's Day, it's recommended. It's a great movie. But I feel like that's what your life is without things. So you know, part of it is. We've been able to do things too, but it's like small bursts because your energy window is minimal. We're mm-hmm. in between chemo treatments, uh, somewhere along this journey too. Can you give for someone that is listening to like who is Crystal? Maybe I haven't listed the ep- episodes. Just give your diagnosis and where it currently stands. Okay. Well, I was diagnosed three years ago. October of twenty nineteen. Or is it September of 2019? Wasn't it 2018? It was 2018, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it was, oh, oh my gosh, we're Sorry. going on four years. Okay, so I was diagnosed in the fall of 2018 with chronic myeloid leukemia. And at first it was all good, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. And I just kept being nods and uh, getting through. Um, and I actually ended up being in remission summer of 2019. But that only lasted like a month. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it put us to last, or I don't even know. Yeah, the years are blending. Because it's 2022. That's what's confusing me now. Oh, so, yeah. man. So it was like there's three levels to yeah. your type of cancer. There's chronic. There's accelerated. Correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's chronic accelerated blast leukemia. And I was diagnosed in the chronic. And within a month of diagnosis, it went into... Um, accelerated phase, and then basically, I don't even know, it's like less than a month I went into blast phase, and that put me in um, really not a good situation. But And I, that's when, you like, odds were truly against you. Yeah, and they didn't tell me at the time, which I'm grateful they didn't, but I kind of knew. Um, but then they told me after I got mm-hmm. through it that... Mm-hmm. they um, If the treatment wasn't going to work, I would have probably only had, like, three months. Yeah. And here we are, three years later. And here we are, and I'm still fighting. I still have cancer. You do, but something happened. Like, there's the, people can debate on on how things happen and if if they believe things happen for a reason. I, you and I believe things happen for a reason, and kind of a miracle it was placed on your life recently, and that miracle was a situation where they were looking for 30 people mm-hmm. in the entire country. To do a clinical trial. Yeah. And you were number... I was number nine. Number nine. Um, and this is a place out of Houston, correct? Yeah, it's um, a place out of Houston, the uh, Houston Cancer Center. And they just kind of approached my clinic and my doctor. And um, at first I was like, I don't want to do a clinical trial. But... Um, it was like a combination of two of drugs, two of the drugs I was already on, and they just added another one. So I was like, "Why not?" Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool to like have this opportunity and possibly change the future for people in my situation. Right, and what's unique about your situation 
is that there's never been anyone with your type of cancer that's also had multiple tumors in their body, right? Yeah, so they're like, they're called myeloid sarcomas, which are basically a tumor, but they're like much smaller. And so I've had uh, three, three different ones in different places, and no one with CML has had three different ones in three different places, or even two in two different places. Well, we already knew you were unique. We already knew you were like <laughs> special in a, in, a, yeah. in a great way and you're mm-hmm. one of one. And I think something amazing you told me in this journey and it just speaks to your heart is that if anything, you can be the person that's an example for somebody else that has your type of cancer in the future where you have the chronic myeloid leukemia with the sarcomas as well. There's never been anybody that's had that combination before and you could help by going through this clinical trial, by doing all the things that you've done, you could be the person that could help others go through that similar battle in the future. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So when, it, when I think of it that way, it's pretty cool. And it's, it's um, not as hard as Red Devil. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I, was, I wrote something at the beginning, too, and I was just thinking about that, how I, over the last couple of years... I've seen you on your worst days and I've seen some of your best days over these last three years too. And you've had a heck of a lot more of your challenging days than great ones. I mean, just with, with chemo and cancer and we didn't even talk about yet. Maybe we should talk about that right now. Um, one, you went so long with the red devil treatment that you were on the verge of heart failure and we haven't even talked about that. Oh yeah. And we haven't even talked about that in, in the midst of all that, you got COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you thought that was going to kill you. And I was like, there is no way after all of this has happened, after all you've been through, COVID is not killing Crystal. There is no way. Yeah. When they said I had COVID, I was just like, I'm going to die. Like, that's, I don't know. I just, that's where my mind went. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm done for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here I am. Here you are. <laughs> here you are. And you made it. Uh and honestly, you know, so we, we're thinking about going full circle here from just, like I said from the top, you're more than a diagnosis, you're more than cancer. But when you have years of pain, anxiety, suffering, chemo treatments time after time, and then we're sitting down today, like your resilience and your strength was in you far before cancer ever happened. Like that resilience, that strength. I mean, you didn't have an easy childhood either. Uh where do you keep finding the strength to keep moving forward through all of this? Um, I guess I just find in, like, the things I love. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, the things I love are pretty simple. Yep, simple. And it's, like, people talking to me, getting outside. Getting outside, love it. Uh, looking at animals mm-hmm. on YouTube. So, like, <laughs> thinking about, like... Maybe I'll go on a safari someday. But, um, yeah, just latching on to the things I love. And that's really easy if you think about it. Right. But it is hard to get out of that cycle sometimes. Yes, it's very hard. It's, I mean, I know what I love, but when you're in that dark place, you don't feel it all the time. And I've heard you even say before, too, and we'll get to your poetry in a second here, but 
it's like you're surrounded by darkness, but you feel just like this little glimpse of light. Like sometimes it's yeah. just the tiniest bit. Yeah. And sometimes it's a person. Sometimes it's a thing of a, a vision that you think of. Sometimes yeah. it's a place that you've gone. You go to like we've talked about piggy bank stories before. Like you go to your best stories. We've talked about that on, on previous podcasts. But you always find your way back to the light, that like that light when you're in such a dark, sick, miserable, suffering place. Yeah, and this is going to sound so crazy, but, like, I, like, feel that little light. Like, it's, like, right here. You know, yeah. like, where your soul is supposed to be or where you would think your soul is? Yeah. I think that's where I feel the light. <laughs> I, as a man of faith, I, I, I believe, you know, that is a light in you. Like, that's God. Like, that is the Holy Spirit within you, like, moving forward. And uh, you, you've always been able to find your way back to the light, and it's so inspiring to to be here sitting with you to see how we've grown in our friendship and our relationship. Crystal, somebody that, I mean, a lot of you have listened to this podcast and you hear me speak and talk. Crystal is one of those people that um, she'll just like tell me how it is. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm just a little off or if I didn't quite say a message right, she'll totally call me out on it. And I appreciate that because like I believe true friends will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And I get to flip that on you a lot. Like you, sometimes you don't want to hear what I have to say, but you need to hear it. And then we talk through it and then you come back to that light as well. Yeah. And that's like a mutual friendship thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I love calling you out. No, no I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's but, good that we have each other to do that. We do. We do. You need those people in your life. You, yeah. We all need those people in our lives. Yeah. So let's talk about what I'm calling. I, I mean, I, didn't, I haven't run this by you, but part of what I think has been able to, one of your unique God-given skills is your amazing way to articulate words in poems. Like, and I, I'm calling it like purpose in poetry. And we're going to get to one of your poems at the end here, but... Why, like poetry, again, more than a diagnosis, more than cancer, why does poetry speak to you? And we talked about that a little bit last time, but maybe someone's listening for the first time. Why does poetry speak to you? Um, I think it's just like it provides me like this safe space to unleash my pain and my experiences like into paper and words. And that's the best way I can do it, like writing, speaking. I'm not that great at (laughs) speaking, but... um, when I write, that's when I can articulate the best. And then I've realized that when I articulate my pain into poetry and other people read it, they connect with it and are able to articulate their experiences or pain in different ways. And it's just like this cool circle. And it, it brings you together. Yeah. Because yeah, you yeah, did yeah. that. You had a moment. Yeah. And the poem that you're going to read at the end is moments. But you did this for your grandmother's best friend. Yeah, Dave. Dave. Uh-huh. And so just explain, I mean, because the crazy thing is you wrote that poem when you were so sick. I had seen you the week prior and you were so, so, so sick. And all of a sudden, like clear as day, the poem came through in the middle of your sickness that you wrote it. Can you explain the story? Yeah. Um, so Dave was battling cancer for years and years and um, he had just had a couple days to live and... Uh, Dave kind of did what he wanted and went on his own way, and I knew that's what was going to happen. And his birthday um, is 
I think it's June 29th. Sorry, Dave. I don't remember the exact date, but it was around there. I think it's June 29th. Anyway, he said he was going to, he wanted to make it to his birthday. And so the night before his birthday, I had this feeling I just knew he was going to go on his birthday. And so I knew I just like had to write this poem. And so I wrote this poem. It just like came to me super quick. And I like emailed it off to my to my mom and then the next morning they were able to my mom was able to read it with my grandma and Dave and uh and then I read it at his funeral and Yeah. Well I mean so Dave did pass on his birthday, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway he passed on his birthday. And then they their family was so moved by the poem. Oh yeah, yeah. That you they asked you to come read it at his funeral. Yeah. And yeah. you're you don't love speaking in front of people. No. And you got up there, and you, at his funeral, read the poem, and I think, I mean, based on the feedback, based on the relationships, but I don't know that there was anybody that wasn't moved completely by that. Talked about, like, the family that, you know, came up and talked to you. Um, well, first it was, like, super cool. I just want to say how nervous I was reading that poem, because, like... My palms were so sweaty, and I was, but I was like cold at the same time and shivering, and I was so scared. And um, anyway, I just want to yeah. tell everyone how scared I was because that was crazy. But I made a connection with a bunch of Dave's family members, um, specifically his two, his niece, his niece Deborah, and his nephew Doug, who actually both. Um, have battled cancer, and so mm. we made these connections, and we continue to talk weekly. Yeah. Um, I talk to Doug almost daily, and it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's it was like a blessing that came out of a challenging time, but for you to be able to provide that poem to his family, something that they can read, re- yeah. remember, smile, um, even like with all that you were going through. Yeah. I mean, that was, it was like, you really, you told me after, it was like, it was one of one of those milestone days of your life. Oh, yeah, because it brought me out because I was so sick. And then uh, COVID, I couldn't really leave because of COVID. And so I was, like, coming out of, like, red devil fog. And I just knew I had to read it. I I had Mm. to say yes. And um, so it, like, brought me out and gave me, like, uh, refreshed my purpose, Mm -hmm. I guess. And I think there's a lesson in that for people listening. Like, we're, there's going to be multiple lessons in this, but oftentimes we say no to things that we need to say yes to. And we say yes to things that we should say no to. Many times in our life, the things that we don't want to do, that seem uncomfortable, that are out of our comfort zones, that challenge us and they make us nervous, those are the things we need to say yes to. Those are the things that make us grow and learn and move forward. And then on the flip side, we often say yes to the things like, oh, can you take on more work? Can you do all this? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a prime example of that. Like, I think I can take on the whole world sometimes. Yeah, and it's like, you do. Sometimes you just have to say no to those things and lean on your team and all of those things. And we have to say yes to the things that push us out of our comfort zone, that make us level up as people, that, that really challenge us. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I started, I'm, I'm, I like started zoning out because I was thinking 
sorry, I zoning out, but I was thinking That's okay. uh, when you said take on the world, I was thinking if one person in the world can do it, obviously it's Tate Wheeler, <laughs> Tate <laughs> Thomas Wheeler, but he needs to slow down and everyone needs to tell him to slow down. But that's your unique trait, I think, is that you could do it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's a quote that it says, the people that think they can change the world, like people that change the world, are the ones that are crazy enough to think they can, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm not. Crystal's giving me some <laughs> love right now. I I'm trying to make my impact and my stamp, and I do I do oftentimes um, not stop. And yeah. so here we are, and and but we have to get this message out. We're getting this message out for a reason. There's another thing I wanted to talk about. You've been through this chemo cloud, 46 rounds, three years. And yet you still challenge yourself. And this is, you know, another point to somebody that says, well, how am I going to have time? How am I going to do one more thing? During this, you decided, hey, I'm going to finish school. Yeah. <laughs> and you haven't told anybody that. You, you're like, I'm not even, I hadn't told anybody. I didn't want to tell anybody. And then here you are. I'm going to make you tell, you, tell everyone because that's amazing. Yeah. So I took the year off basically during Red Devil and then this past summer, I just started taking classes again, but I didn't tell anyone. And then I finished them. <laughs> and so I actually don't need to take any more classes. But what would you do instead? But then I added two more classes <laughs> because I'm too tired right now to do the internship. But I added two classes, and it's actually great timing because they end on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Well, and uh, it just... but. You, you have one thing left to finish your master's. Yep. And so tell everyone where, where your line of work is. Um, well, I want to be a clinical therapist. And I'm not... not no, one second. You will? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I will. Okay. I basically consider myself one already because I really feel like it's my... I really feel like it's what I'm meant to do. It's your calling. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so I think I'm partly fulfilling that right, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I want to do in the future soon. I hope. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, uh, if anyone have a, many of you listening have maybe heard about Crystal or know Crystal and a lot of people, a lot of you won't or haven't heard her story before. Crystal has this amazing gift with kids, this incredible gift. She, brings energy and light and you can see kids the kids that she's worked with just light up around her it's your purpose you're without question that's what god anointed you to do like to work with kids speak belief in them what what area of um practice would you ideally like to work in um i think i want to work with uh like upper age elementary Mm -hmm. and adolescence because you've done a lot of that before correct yeah but then sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to work with young adults because I've had such a struggle in my young adulthood. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure yet, but okay. I'll figure it out. And we'll get there. Yeah. So this clinical trial, you were number nine in the entire country. You know, a God, in my opinion, like a God thing of how the, all of this led to you went through years and years and years and you got to this point and then you're in this clinical trial. And how is it going thus far? Um... Well, it's going really well, actually. Uh, I think I'm th- four cycles in. Yes, I'm f- four, three cycles in. Three cycles in, you're four cycles on the 15th. Yeah. And um, anyway, the last 
results they showed my uh, I had it was like 17% blast cells that went down to 12% blast cells correct yep in my blood or bone marrow and what else was good well they they cleared of the oh oh in my spinal my spinal fluid is clear my spinal my spinal columns clear everything's good there um your oh and rib. the one that was well the one that was in my pelvis yep is is gone but the one the spot that's in my sternum that one I try not to think about that one scares me but that's still there yep yeah so progress on every level um, since the clinical trials started. Yes, very good progress, and like they're they're very pleased. Yeah, so it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Before we get to the poems at the end here, one thing that we kind of talked about in this whole journey, uh, and we're not talking about just cancer journey. We're talking about from your younger years to now. You wanted to talk about a little bit about you know, just how life changes and how people evolve. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you look and reflect back, how do you just summarize how you've been able to get to this point and how it's such an important lesson in life of how we grow and evolve? Well, well, I think I was a person that was so driven before and was so adventurous and I already was like living this life that was um I was living life I was living life big yep and um and then this diagnosis just slowed me down and I was trying to fight it and go back to that same way of life and I continue to not really continue to fight it but I've learned how to adapt more so into this new way of life and that has made me um, not necessarily stronger, but um, I mean, it just, you, it has made you stronger, just mentally. in different ways. Yeah, right. Like you, I mean, people that it maybe don't know you. I mean, you you have amazing genetics, crazy good athlete. Like you could just like you know tone definition, yeah. strong like powerhouse hockey division one former division one hockey player, strong legs, strong like you're strong. Yeah, I really don't understand. It's so weird because my my body looks decently fit, but then I'm just like, not at all. Well, I did do a two-minute plank the other day. Two minutes and one second, Oh yeah, mind you. Uh, so, Crystal, just to give history, for, for the first year and three quarters, you, you were boxing oh. regularly. All the, it, it was really what slowed you down was when you started your, the most intense treatment of Red Devil, but that's when your cancer was in the blast phase. So Crystal went to remission, the cancer came back, and it came back to blast phase, and so they had to attack the cancer with everything mm-hmm. to put you into that treatment plan, which is crazy. Yeah. You went, I mean, you were two weeks on, two weeks off. Oh, two weeks yeah. on, two weeks off. That was really terrible. <laughs> not, not that I want to re- remind you. Um, but in the midst of all of that, we're going to talk about making moments here in a second. And you wrote a poem that is super special. And we're going to, uh, Crystal and I, uh, just a little over a year ago, we launched a nonprofit. And actually, it hasn't even been a year yet. It was, yeah, less. Six months. Yeah, well, a little bit longer than that. But. So the nonprofit is called Every Day We Fight, and it was about connecting 
like-minded people uh, that are going through battles and speaking life and truth and belief, connecting them to f- like health and wellness. Uh, I, I say this all the time, even though Crystal doesn't want me to say it sometimes, it's like movement is medicine. And so sometimes I, I come over, I'm like, we're walking today. She's like, no, I just want to lay on the couch. I'm like, we're moving. We get outside. But I mean, we know how the importance of that is. Uh, part of one of the biggest success stories with Every Day We Fight, too, is your connection to Gene. Yes. Who, Gene is another one of my, are uh, um, amazing members of our health club. And Gene is battling cancer. Crystal is battling cancer. Those two connected. Talk about just the power in that. Someone else that knows your struggle and battle. Um, I have never had a connection like that with someone. And when Tate connected me with Gene at first, I was like, I don't want to connect with anyone. But then I was like, okay, I'll connect. And then <laughs> when I connected with Gene, it was just magical. We just... Everything we said, we just were on the same page with, and we just like it was just so refreshing to talk to someone else that just gets it. And um, and then me and Jean, Jean started coming here and helping me get on walks, and she walks so fast, <laughs> and Jean is so strong and so athletic too, and her lungs are so better <laughs> than mine right now. And so we got on, we got on walks and. We've inspired each other in lots of ways, too. And Gene, I mean, uh, there's a big age difference between Gene and Crystal. Gene, <laughs> is, Gene is in my senior slash Parkinson's crew. Crystal is 28, but Gene is a machine. And I'm sure Gene <laughs> will be tuning into this episode. We love you, Gene. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. love you. You're just <laughs> such a light. Uh, one more moment I want to talk about because it was a moment that you never thought was going to be possible again in this, all this struggle. You're dream or one thing that you used to do on Christmas is what oh I would skate every morning at Greenridge Park and no one would be there super early in the morning and we're talking ice skating Christmas morning we're Minnesota outdoors and this Christmas you're just like we had we had I can let you tell the story but we made that happen and it was something that you thought was like just out of the reach you didn't think your strength was there you didn't so Crystal's not giving enough credit. She's still strong as heck. But Crystal, two years ago strong, Crystal now, there's a big difference. Yeah. But we're going to get back to that, Crystal. We will get back to that, Crystal. But just tell that story about how that moment changed things for you. Um, well, it just it's just like magic. Like, like that was something that you feel deep in your soul that like, it was it was just amazing and I couldn't even I didn't think I would be able to skate like I didn't think my legs could do it I didn't think they'd be able to stand up and at first Tate was helping me and then I just kind of did it and it was not crystal skating <laughs> it was not crystal skating at all but it's the crystal now skating and we loved it because the sun was rising and we just had it was just so awesome it was it w- the best. I'm gonna and on social, the picture that I'm going to share about this episode is, is going to be the, the picture that of Crystal that morning. And her face is just lighting mm-hmm. up. You can feel the life and the belief in you. It was like it, it was almost like a proud like dad moment or like big brother moment where I was just like looking at it like I got emotional, like watching you and like even thinking about it right now because it was such an incredible moment of like here's three years later. And we didn't, you didn't think this moment was possible. And it was just that 
what happened in your heart, what I saw, the joy, it was amazing. Yeah. And I'm, like, tearing up now because it just, like, reminded me that, like, there's life. There's mm-hmm. always life to live. There is. And, right. like, I love my brother, and he brought me skating. <laughs> and, like, that's simple. Like, that's you just need the little things. You absolutely need the little things. And that brings us to what we're going to end with today, which is a moments poem by Crystal Bauman as I wipe some tears from my eyes. And before we get to the poem, do you want to just give a little bit of a backstory? I guess maybe let me say this. We're going to launch... Um, Crystal's Corner on our everydaywefight.org website. And we were just waiting for basically this episode to launch. So Crystal's Corner will launch on the website this week. So you can, if you love, when you love this poem, um, you can go read it. And we're going to make a commitment to monthly at at the beginning. And if Crystal's feeling up to it, we'll do it even more than monthly. But we're going to have like a crystal section where she can use poetry and reflection to connect, again, people battling. It doesn't have to just be cancer. Whatever your battle is, when you re- when you hear Crystal um, say this poem, I mean, you'll you'll be lifted. And uh, there's going to be other poems that we can share on there as well. But I think it's just going to be an exciting time. Give the background on moments. Um, well, I honestly don't remember the full story. But what I do remember is walking one day and feeling the sun on my back. And Jean was next to me on my left. And I was on the right. And... That's how we usually walk, right? Yeah. Yeah, I usually have to be on the right. Anyway, that is besides the point. (laughs) But, like, me and Jean just talked about how much we love the sun on our backs and just feeling the sun. And then Tate challenged me to think of something to... Anyway. And here we are. Yeah. The moment's fun. All right, I'm going to let you read it. It's better coming from your words than mine. And uh, enjoy, everybody. Moments by Crystal Bowman. There's moments where your soul is smiling, smirking, laughing. It's when you feel the heat of the sun in such a way that it melts away your aches and pains. It's when the breeze is so perfect that it blows away all your troubles and eases you into a state of bliss. It's when you hear kids laughing in the distance and you're reminded of the innocence still left in the world that can create change for the better. It's when you allow nature to show you its most magnificent colors, giving you a glimpse into heaven. It's when everything around you becomes magical because you are there and nowhere else. These moments are the light when the darkness rolls in. These moments will keep you moving when nothing else can. These moments are the way, the how, and the why. These moments can be found anywhere if you open your heart. These moments are yours. Go get them. Boom. I like that end. Go get them. It's like that action, that final thing. Uh, I can. I, I, I believe I can say this for anyone listening and uh, anyone that knows you. Uh, we're proud of you. We love you. We're so grateful that, you, uh, that you're here. And I truly know that this, in my heart, I just believe that your best moments are still ahead. I've, I've believed that from the beginning when you walked into my club to cancel your membership that we were going to have our best moments ahead. And it's like a poem like that, 
a moment like this where I'm just like so grateful because I know you're going to do go on to do amazing things. And I love you. I love you too. Any final words from Crystal? Um, I just want to thank everyone that has, um, lots of people have reached out in small ways or given me little gifts and I can't get around to thank everyone, but I know there's a lot of people that say, um, send nice messages my way. And, um, I really appreciate that. And I feel the love. Yeah. A lot of people praying for you. I know you always appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And just people that are in your corner. Yeah. And now we want to pay it forward. We're going to be in other people's corner. That's why we started this nonprofit and, uh, we're ready to help others too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, everybody. What an incredible story of perseverance, strength, grit, toughness that Crystal has. And I want to remind you of that quote from the top one more time. A situation, circumstance, or diagnosis does not define you. Your strength, courage, and resilience to overcome does. I don't know what you're walking through, or I don't know what your friend is walking through right now, but I believe that Crystal's story has so much power in it, and the situation and circumstance and diagnosis does not define her as it does not define you. So please use that story to move forward, not only today, but this year. Please share this episode with a friend. Hit the subscribe button if you've not done so already, and remember to leave a review. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.